Hello, hello, and you know what time it is. It's the Statline Podcast. We are back to recap week three, the weekend of week three, and everything it had. It was a massive weekend. Some awesome games, performances, and a plenty, plenty to talk about. Of course, before that, if you have any questions regarding the episode or things that are happening in the NBA that you want answered, hit us up at statline.podcast at gmail.com and we'll answer your questions on the show. Super keen for that. I hope you're all doing well because, boy, have we got a bit to talk about and plenty of good, juicy things. Let's get into it. So, the plus minus. Plus, minus, the plus, minus, the plus and the minus of the weekend. And let's get the negative out of the way, straight into the plus, minus, the Lakers. Oh my goodness me. This team is in tatters. They are in trouble. My goodness. Okay. They got LeBron who's been out, who's definitely hurting them. Definitely hurting them. AD, who plays seven minutes in the Portland game and then is out, and he, apparently he was like super sick. And you got Russ throwing up one of 13 in that game. It's just, I did say, and I will say, and I'll keep saying, it's going to take some time. My biggest question with the Lakers is. The amount of time it takes for them to gel and work it out. Do some of the players get impatient? Because if they do, then it's not going to happen. It's, the gelling is not going to happen the way it needs to happen to be successful in the NBA and in this Western Conference that is stacked. My goodness me, the Lakers. And I just want to touch on the Lakers a little bit further. Playing AD, so the Blazers game was reported that he was super, super sick. In this COVID life that we live now, now obviously he mustn't have had COVID and there's reasons why they tried to play him. They said that he could play out of his sickness. Like, if he's thrown up in the bathroom a few times before the game and doesn't look great, I just, I, it's not a good look to play a guy when he's not doing well in adjusting to COVID, anyone that's sick, like being careful about that. And they throw him out there. He lasts seven minutes. Like, yeah, not good. Not good. Another big team. The Bucks are sliding, my friends. They're sliding. That depth is nowhere. Giannis is, people have worked, figured him out a little bit, I think. When I say a little bit, he still obviously gets you like 25 points Eight rebounds, six assists, but it's not MVP level numbers, and more importantly, because they're not winning. They've got Middleton out that's really hurting them. Drew Holiday's only playing like 20 minutes. Oh, he must be still kind of hurt. I'm not sure. And then from there, their only bright spot is Grayson Allen. Like, seriously, it's it's not good. They're at four and six now. Four and six. And these other good teams like the Heat, like the Bulls, like the Nets, all getting wins. Now they have a couple of losses there, but they're getting more wins than losses. The Knicks even. Like, uh, the Bucks are sliding. And it's not great to watch. And I'm worried. I actually am starting to worry. I know it's early, but I am worried about their depth. Over an 82-game season, they get bored. They're hurt. 
their record's not great, then maybe they end up fighting for like a top four position instead of a top one or two position. Like, I, if I was Buck fans and just the Bucks in general, I would start to be really like, uh, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm unsure, I'm unsure. Moving on. Last week was the MPJ show, the Michael Porter Jr. show, but he has to be mentioned in this minus. He played seven minutes in this in over the weekends. Only seven minutes in the, the first game of the weekend, and he missed a wide-open layup. I'm talking like wide open, you doing under-10s basketball. And he missed it, and then he went out. Straight after he missed this wide-open layup, of embarrassment, he missed went out and didn't return. At first, they said it was like a calf issue, and then after the game, it was a back issue, and he's injured. Uh, what is it? Calf, back, humility, uh, saving face, uh, layup drills. What like The Nuggets like, are already missing Jamal Murray. Michael Porter Jr. was make, meant to take a leap, is a complete dud right now. Jokic, that poor man's back. Oh, it is it is heavy right now. Anyway, to Neil O'Shea. For those of you that hear the name Neil O'Shea and have no idea who that is, it is the GM of the Portland Trailblazers. Allegations regarding his conduct, his conduct verbally abusive allegations have come under under light and apparently owed owner Judy Allen uh, is investigating. Um, employees have obviously come to her and complained or whatever, official statement. I'm not sure what it is. We don't not know much more about that, but bad timing for this Portland team. Uh, Neil O'Shea already had enough pressure on him as GM in general. And yeah, I don't... Again, not going to go into more detail of that, similar to the Sun situation, because we don't know. Uh, but there is an investigation happening, and the organization on social media uh, actually came out and mentioned that that is happening. Moving on to some plus, let's look at some positives over the weekend. Devin Booker had his first Devin Booker game, really. He had 38 points in a good win. It doesn't matter who the win was against. The Suns just keep, you know, need the wins. But more importantly, again, Devin Booker hasn't looked himself, but gets 38 points. A good game offensively going for Booker. He's got to feel good about that. The Suns fans have got to feel good about that. And it's it's good signs for this this season that started off shooting percentages throughout three point from the just general field goal percentage is low league-wide. It's good to see. He wasn't the only one of these big names that have been struggling to have a good game over the weekend, but Devin Booker, 38 points, worth a plus mention. Moving on to another star and a team, Luka, Luka Magic, and the Mavs. Luka's game winner. Oh, oh my goodness. If you haven't watched it against the Celtics, go home. Look it up on YouTube. Luca's game winner. It was nice. He got to his spot. Dribbling left. 45-3. Three guys in his face. Fading away. High arcing shot. I'm talking Jamal Crawford high. If you don't know who Jamal Crawford is, shame on you. Go and watch some Jamal Crawford highlights. That boy was a killer. 
but he had a high arcing shot. Anyway, Luca, I'm talking about Luca. Luca, high arcing, delicious, just stroking that thing for the win. Stroking it. Only the only thing I'll say about it is it's easy to put up a shot like that when it was tied. So if he missed, it went overtime. But you got to hit it. Three guys in his face, fading away. And the Mavs. I bagged out the Mavs a little bit a couple weeks ago, and they're proving me wrong. They're doing all right, getting some wins. Even if it's a game winner, it doesn't matter. You get it. The Cavs. Cavs, Cleveland, stand up, my friends. Seven and four. <laughs> today, 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 they get a big win. They get a big win. And when I say big win, what are you talking? I'm talking a win against the Raptors. Rubio goes for 37 points and 10 assists. Ricky Rubio. Ricky. Mmm. 37 and 10 assists. He's been nice off the bench for them, but that is a game, my friends. That is a game. And Evan Mobley, the rookie. 26 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists from the big man. couple of threes. He just continues to impress and lead as a rookie. This Cavs team, they are setting at 7-4 and four and beating good teams. Watch out. Watch out. Playoffs abound. Playoffs. Play in first. I'm not saying they're top six. Play in. Playoffs. Come at me. Cavs. This is your year. Just for the playoffs, let's not get too excited. But for the play-in, they can make the play-in. Mobley's nice. Ricky Rubio's decided to revamp his career at the Cavs. Apparently, the first couple of times that the Cavs weren't good, but apparently this time it's better. Uh, and hey, shout out. Seven and four, Cavs. Delish. Moving on to another team that is surprising and continues to surprise. The Washington Wizards went out hunting this weekend. They went out hunting. They went big buck and big bear hunting. They take down the Bucks. They take down the Memphis Grizzlies by 28 points. They had their sniping. My goodness, the Wizards. This grinded out gritty Wizards. The gritty Wizards, oh my. They demolished the Bears. The Grizzlies, the Memphis Grizzlies, they go out hunting, they get it, 28 points. They go and follow, the, and they back that up. They back that big win up by going big buck hunting and knock off the reigning champs. Wizards, shout out to you. Yes, I love it. That's the plus minus, people. Quick shout out, the Rookie Watch, we're actually, Rookie Watch, we ain't going to look at the Rookie Watch, I'm going to move that now to a weekly segment, not a every episode segment, weekly episode uh, on the Friday, so Friday episodes will be the Rookie Watch and Rookie Big Board. Moving on, Shot Clock is running, quick thoughts, let's go, Shot Clock's on. Alright, Jokic is clutch in a yuck game, in a yuck, yuck game, people. They get the one-point win. He comes up clutch for them against the Rockets. <laughs> but he has 28 points, 14 rebounds, and is just carrying this team. He's like a Sherpa on Bloomin' Mount Everest right now. He's climbing Mount Everest. His whole team has just given him all their packs and all their gear, and he is just Sherpaing it up in uh, the Mahai City. They've already got the, the, the benefit of the... 
the high altitude, and he's just climbing this team to wins. Now, yeah, it's worth shouting. Good win for Jokic. Not sure about the rest of the Jazz team. Uh, the, the Nuggets team. The Magic win today against the Jazz. Shout out to the Magic. Getting a big win. Now, the Magic, only it's only their third win, so I'm not saying any more than that, but a big win for the Magic today. Uh, Jazz, on the flip side, it's a bad loss. That's a bad loss. And a loss they I, they wouldn't have had last last year. The game before, the Jazz got a win, and it was a good win. Good win against the Heat. i got to touch on this. I know this is a shot clock, so it should be quicker than this. But just a quick little hutchy rant for you all. The Jazz won. Big win, good win, happy days, winners. Uh, I, I believe it was against the Bulls, not the Heat. Anyway, not the point. They got a three-point win. Donovan Mitchell shot like got, had 30-odd points, but his shooting percentage was bad. And I was talking to a mate, and he's like, man, he could have had like 50 if he shot better. And I agree. And I said, my quote, and this was before today's game, so it kills me, and I have to mention it. The Jazz have surrounded themselves with high-percentage shooters so they shoot at a high clip at a good percentage and it means that donovan mitchell can shoot 30 shots only make 10 have 30 points and the jazz still win my problem is for this jazz team that wants to be the western conference winners and the champs and are trying to prove that last year they got knocked out in the second round they go better than that my problem is Donovan Mitchell is not the guy to lead you to a championship. I, I just have to say it, and I don't think he's the guy to lead you to a conference finals. And I know this is a, seems harsh. and may seem harsh. Hutchie's rants, I'm going all in on this. Donovan Mitchell is your second guy if you are going to win a championship. If you're going to win a Western Conference Finals right now, if we went back... A couple of years and he was in the East, maybe. No, actually, because LeBron was there. But you get what I'm saying. Like in a in a in a very competitive Western Conference Finals, even Eastern Conference Finals right now, if he was over there, he is not the guy. And why do I say that? Because he often does this. He shoots at a high volume, so he shoots a lot of shots. He gets his 30 points. He looks good. But you can't. And they surround him with the perfect players like Joe Ingles, Royce O'Neal, shooting a high percentage, other guys. But when come playoffs, that star can't just be a volume shooter. He has to play defense a bit tougher. He has to be more efficient and more effective in his scoring. And Donovan Mitchell is not that guy. I'm sorry, Utah fans. It's just, it's just, it's not there. Back to the shot clock, back to the shot clock, because, my goodness, I just went on a tangent there, but it had to happen. Shot clock, last thing, oh, I just... I'm pausing again, I'm sorry. I just, it's more... <laughs> I need to be smoother in my transition in these shot clock moments. The Hornets, I was all hyped for them because they are winning at the start of the season and being exciting. They've lost that. They've lost that edge. That's it. Moving on. Let's have a look at some top shot movement. The top shot movement. Get on it, people. I call it a movement because it is a movement. You've got to get on the train. 
The train is leaving. It's probably already left, but you can still jump on board. Top shot, don't know what it is. Look it up. Moving on. The market is down, people. The market is down. Series 3 came in, meaning a lot more moments. Obviously, not as many users. There will be a lot more users very, very soon. It's only going, it's only growing, like it's growing. And Topshop know that, and that's why we're releasing Series 3, and that's why there's a lot more mo uh, moments on there to gobble up. But, gobble, gobble. But, the market is down overall because of that, I believe. We're talking kind of everything is down. There's not many things that are up. The WNBA fandom moment's got a bit of a bump just due to collector scores that happened today. But market in general is down, so just be careful with your selling and your purchasing. Probably a good time to maybe purchase maybe some Series 3s, not financial advice, but the market in general is down. So beware. Fantasy Watch, get those goggles out, people. Look at those spreadsheets. Fantasy Watch, who are we zooming in on today? Pascal Siakam is back. If he's on a waiver, if you're in a not a deep league, pick him up. Don't let him sit on the waivers and someone else get a all-star. If you drafted in him and sitting on him, you are smiling. If you want to go and pick up a guy, Pascal Siakam is top 20 worth top 20 worth and right now might not be that because it is he's going to take probably a week or two to get back into the rhythm of things so right now good time to try and maybe go and get him if you can shout out to kd and harden the nets these two boys especially harden kd was already putting up some pretty good numbers but kd's worth it because he's picked up again definitely one of the top five players going to be fantasy all year harden and is picking it up as well. These two guys, these two leaders for this Nets team are playing nice fantasy basketball for you now. Happy to roll with them. Roll with them if you can. Trade up for them if you can. Harden especially because he's on a low at the moment and only starting to pick it up. Let's have a look at a possible waiver wire pickup or trade target. And that has to be Kelly Oubre Jr. He is clearly cut the sixth man for that Hornets team. He's going to give you points, but he's also going to give you some rebounds, some threes, and a couple of assists because that, that team moves fast. They pass the ball fast. Kelly Oubre is looking for the outlet dunk. Like, Kelly Oubre is nice. Worth picking up on a short, if you're in a smaller league. Worth trading for if you're in a deeper league. For my deeper league friends, I'm in a few. That's where the real fantasy players play. You're going deep. You're going deep into your fantasy waivers. Nassar Little of Portland Trailblazers is going to get you some blocks, going to get you some steals, going to get you those goodies, going to get you a three or two. Shoot at a high clip, couple of rebounds. If you need those areas, Nassar Little is the guy to go and get. Go and get him. Go and get him. Go and get him. Now, I have to... Just pause and go on another Hutchie rant. You never know when they're coming. I'm coming for you. Hutchie rants. Back to the Lakers. Again, I this one is fully focused on Russ, Russell Westbrick. And I say Russell Westbrick because I have some fun stats for you. Since his MVP season at OKC, he has taken more tie or go-ahead three-pointers in the final three minutes of a game than any other player in the NBA. How is that possible? Firstly. Secondly, he is currently sitting at eight 
out of 43 shots. 19% from those shots. This is my issue with the fit of Russell Westbrook and this Lakers team. He is not a shooter. He is an aggressor. He downhill is frightening. He is willing to pass. He will get on the boards. He will give you 110%. He is not winning the games for you. He is not shooting at a high percentage for you, especially from three. And if that's what you needed, which is what you needed, Lakers, you did not get that in Russell Westbrook. I don't know how this stat is possible, that since his MVP season, he has the most three-pointers. Three-pointers is what gets me in the last minute. Why is he taking three-pointers? He should be smart enough to know he needs to get to the ring. And if he tries to do that and gets covered by the defense, there will be a guy free to dish out to. Russell Westbrook, you need to adapt to your style of game. For this Lakers team to be successful because they can't get rid of you now, I still think you can be one of the deadliest teams and play for that championship. But you have to be an attacking player. Attack and dish. Attack and dish. Stop pulling up from three. Unless you are feeling it, stop it. You have too much to lose. Lakers, you have too much to lose. I need to see Frank Vocal stand up and be a head coach and make some harsh calls and slap some guys in the face. LeBron, talk to your man if you have to. I don't know what has to happen, but Russ can't be taking three-pointers or anything in the final minute. If he is taking anything in the minute, Russ, it has to be downhill. It has to be a layup or a dunk or a little floater maybe or a dish because defense will collapse. Play high IQ basketball, my friend, and the hate will stop. It's not hate for me. I'm not hating. I'm just like, this is more just, I'd love to see you work it out. I want to see the Lakers in the top four. I want to see that. Everyone wants to see that. Even if you don't like the Lakers, you don't like Russ Brick, you don't like AD, you don't like LeBron, you don't like the Lakers franchise, you still want to see them in the final four because, in the top four, because you want someone to hate on. Like, that's why they're so good to be there. <sighs> Another Hachu rant for you. Moving on. So let's have a look at my predictions for this weekend. Gone. Statline prediction. I had Kincaid Cunningham getting his first big game. Didn't happen. Here's my negative shout out to Cade. You started the game scoring the seven out of the first nine points. You scored seven of them. And I was like, I said 20 plus, 25 plus points. It's going to happen. 10, 10 plus boards can still happen. And you finished with 13 points. No, oh, man. Bold pick was the Cavs are going to get two wins. The Knicks and the Raps. You're going to beat them. And my friends, I have an announcement to make. I got it. My first bold pick, correct pick. I'm just, I'm just happy. Oh my goodness. The Cavs got two big wins. Sitting at 7-4. and four, Already shouted them out. I picked it. Knicks was a great win. Raps, another. You got you to gotta win them. Another good win, they get two wins. And my game of the weekend was the Knicks v. the Bucks. Two things I want to shout out here. Big win for the Knucks. Uh, the Knucks. The Knicks. <laughs> in this game, the New York Knicks 
at in the second in the second quarter the score was 10 minutes in um 10 minutes left in the second quarter the score was New York Knicks 19 Milwaukee 40 it was looking like the bucks were playing too strong and this game was over in the rest of the game the Knicks outscored the Bucks 94 to 60 and the end score was New York 112 the Bucks 90 now that is a comeback win right there that is a run how does Milwaukee go from scoring 40 in 13 minutes to scoring 50 in quick maths not so quick in four, in 35 minutes. Like, how does that happen? Oh, my goodness. Shout out to the New York Knicks. Good win. Let's have a look at the stat line of the weekend. weekend and it has to go to Luca and the game winner. 33 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, and the game winner. The game winner is what stole the stat line of the week right there. Stat line prediction this coming weekend. This coming week, week 4 of the NBA. LeBron is will be back against the Heat, and he's going to have a massive game. I'm not going to put numbers at it. I'm just going to say he is back. He makes a statement to the Lakers and his teammates. Like, guys, if you don't do it, I will have to do it, and I'll trade you all if I have to. And he just comes in, and they get a win, an important win against the Heat, and LeBron is back. My got bold pick ties into this game, and that is that the Heat will lose all three games this week. They face the Clips, they face the Lakers, they face the Nuggets. And I reckon they lose all three games, which would be rough. The game of the week happens tomorrow, Tuesday for us here in Australia, Monday for those of you listening in the US, and that is the Bulls versus the Nets. Delicious game for you all. There's a few goodies this week, but that has to be one of the best. That could be a Bloomin' Conference Final matchup right there. Bulls, Nets, let's get it, let's get it. Besides that, we are done. I hope that you all enjoyed this episode. I hope you're all doing well. I'll be back on Friday to recap week four, look ahead into the weekend. Until then, as always, delicious, 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 my friends. Delicious, delicious, delicious.